All right, and welcome to Everyone's a Critic. I'm your host, Johnny Gill, with my co-host, Sean Ellis. Sean, say what's up to the people. What's up, everybody? It's good to be back. Good to be back, man. We um we actually didn't do a preview uh, to the season this time. We're jumping straight in, uh, head first. Uh, we're going to recap week number one. Uh, going to do a couple previews and, you know, do what we do, man. Um, so the first game of the night, Boot Gang uh, versus a brand new squad called Brand New, actually. Um, mm-hmm. Beat them uh, handily, 117 to 67. Uh, they were led by uh, Rashawn Thompson with 55 points. Actually, you know, in the interview, we talked about it. Um, I didn't know how efficient he was. He actually wasn't that efficient, to be honest with you. Um uh, 47% from the field uh, on 38 shots and 29 for 24 from three. Uh, but he was 10 or 12 from the free throw line. But the most impressive thing to me was the the nine rebounds and nine assists. He, he was able – he almost had a double-double with assists in a 50-point game. Almost had a triple-double. Triple-double 50-point game. That hasn't been done uh, in quite some time. Uh, I can't even remember the last person doing it. Someone did have a 50-point uh, triple-double, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I have to I'd have to go back and look uh, and see exactly who it was, but uh, there's 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 been some uh, some some impressive performances, but this one's uh, right up yeah. there at the top. Uh, but brand new, uh, just totally outclassed, outmatched uh, the whole way. Um, I don't even know where to start. Like, I I mean, I can't I can't really say they shot the ball poorly, but it just seemed like every time. Um, you know, brand new missed a shot. Uh, Boot game would come back and hit a three. Every time brand new turned the ball over, they would come back and hit a three. So it was just a combination of uh, just poor shooting uh, from brand new and just, uh, you know, a barrage of threes. I mean, 16 threes, it doesn't necessarily sound like a lot of threes, but it is. Um, yeah. And 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 they were just they were just the better team. I mean, they made they made more field goals all, all around. They just got they got more shots up. I mean, if you look at it, eighty seven attempts, they made forty five of eighty seven, and then brand new twenty eight of sixty six. They got more attempts. They got more makes. They made way more threes. You made thirteen more threes, and they made more free throws. And they out rebounded them. It was just a barrage of everything, turnovers. Um, <laughs> according to the stats, I don't know if that's necessarily right. Uh, according to the stats, uh, they didn't turn the ball over uh, very, very much. They only had five turnovers for the game uh, compared to 15. So, I mean, what did you see from the game besides the the, the lopsided victory and, and their, their inability to cover uh, Rashawn Thompson? Yeah, uh, uh, you know how I am. I hate blowout. So, yeah. Well, it'd be a, a 50 point blowout on uh, 96 my stomach. And I made you feel like, damn, this, we gotta go back to the drawing board with this one. Um, they just, I, I feel like this. They should just throw this game away and not think about it ever again. Brand new. Mm-hmm. Brand new season. Yeah, just start, <laughs> oh, start, you know what I'm saying, coincidentally, all over. Brand new, just start over everything, and I didn't think about this game. Um, Rashad shot forty seven percent from the field, which is pretty decent percent. Uh, and he shot forty seven percent after he missed like his first eight shots. Yeah, 
he was he was like oh for his first eight. And for him to pretty much go eighteen of thirty <laughs> right. that, right. it's pretty sick. And and tell you how much of a complete game he had, like he he, he didn't I don't think he scored the first quarter. because uh, like I said he was oh for eight. He scored for like midway through the second quarter. Who was like, who, who, who was who was guarding him in the first quarter? Hey, I don't want to play by names out there, but I would just say this much: uh, whoever I put like this collectively, mm. nobody on brand new should probably make it. Just off this performance alone, should make all defense team by the end of the season. Oh no 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 no! Listen, nobody's making it, including myself. I don't care what I do. We got be by we got be by fifty, and yeah. We let allow someone to score fifty points. That's automatically disqualifier. There's no way. Yeah, yeah. And like I say, he, the thing that was really impressive was, you know, they he was getting so many dimes to start the game off. Yeah. Uh, like his nine assists came early in the game. Yeah, he found other ways. Found other ways. So he was just being a complete player. And the a super sad part about it is, he had a teammate score thirty four and complete got overshadowed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mudge was Mudge was amazing. He was like he was lights up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, 34. And, like, no one even cared about his 34. Uh, that's how well Rashad played. Uh, but as far as brand new, uh, let's just scrap this one. Throw it away, put it in the trash, and I ain't think about it. Start fresh this week. That's why I'm doing problem with them. Mm. All right. Um, the second game of the night, squad one versus free, probably the most entertaining game. Uh, squad one was in a battle uh, with free. Yeah. Some might say this uh, could possibly be a championship preview. Um, squad one was able to get the dub, uh, 80 to 78. Um, I mean, I, that was, that was some entertaining basketball. I must say, uh, you know, squad one, they, they got a, they have pretty much the same core. Uh, but they, I mean, they did add uh Javon McCormick, uh, you know, excellent, excellent, uh, pro basketball player. Um, you know, he made his, he made his mark in Auburn. Uh, a, lot, a lot of people know him from that. Um, he was efficient. He was he was really steady the whole game. Um, super athletic. I I think the thing about him was his patience throughout the game because he wasn't scoring a whole lot of points. Um, but finished the game with thirty. And I think you know how Jordan used to be like, okay, you know if I score eight points this quarter, eight points this quarter, eight points this quarter, eight points this quarter, I have thirty two points. I think it was yeah. him. I think it was him that started that, and I think Iverson picked that up from him. Uh, but that's kind of what what Javon was doing. He was getting eight points here, eight points there, and then before you before you know it, he had thirty points. It wasn't a sixteen point quarter, you know, uh, twelve point quarter, nothing like that. It was just picking his spots and 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 uh, affecting the game. And I thought, uh, you know, the game slowed down, but all in all, um, they were just the superior team. But I do like free uh, bringing Say back into the fold, into the mix, and you throw Ryan White in there. You have a very, very formidable team. It just seems like Free just keeps reloading uh, every season. Are they going to keep all their guys is the question because I believe with no say, uh, with no Ryan, they're the same team as they were in the championship. Uh, just not enough. They got to have those guys there uh, or else they have no chance. To me, to me, no chance to win at all because I'm, I've seen this before. They always come up short without – you know, complimentary stars. They, I'm, I'm, when I say stars, I mean superstars, not just stars, because Dre is a star. But say that's a superstar. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think more so with them, 
they got to find a way to finish this case, uh, which I thought is something that they kind of got over and they figured out last season up to the championship game. Uh, they got to find a way to finish the game. I would say they led the majority of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, the most entertaining game, I played the game at night, and they led. And uh, squad one had to dig deep and find a way to dig themselves out the hole they were in. Uh, and part of that was Javon realized, like, oh, shit, these guys can play. Mm-hmm. Let me take it up a notch. And you could tell, like, his play went up a notch uh, once he realized that they had guys up there that could beat him. Um, and, like I say, Say came out ready to play. Uh, only guy, Drew, Drew got, you know, probably had one of his worst games. Uh, it reminds me of his opening hoops debut where we, we was like, oh, yeah, Drew could play, and then he didn't have such a – good-looking game. Right. Then after that, he had, like, a borderline MVP season the rest of the season. Yep. So maybe this is a wake-up call for Drew, too, uh, where he kind of had to match uh, not only his opponent's uh, level of play, but his teammates in Say and Ryan, uh, where he just wasn't there uh, in game one. But long season, early season uh, game. Great way to open the season, by the way, too, uh, with a game like that. And more so than anything else that we got to say about the season, a lot of guys don't have a game to hide. Uh, you got to show up and you got to be ready to play. Um, unfortunately, you know, if anybody said they had a game to hide, it would be against you guys, uh, you know, <laughs> brand new. But I think that'll be changing soon, too. So we shall see. But yeah, that first game, Javon McCormick, great debut. Uh, Ryan, uh, Ryan White, great debut. Uh, so going forward, we'll definitely see what happens with these two. Yeah, Ryan, great debut here in uh, in Cyprus. He actually did play in Greenway and uh, did his thing over there. So, so uh, shout out to, to to Ryan. Welcome back uh, to Ultimate Hoops. Okay, uh, let's move on to our next topic. All right, time for our Player of the Week for Week One. We got Rashawn Thompson. No surprise there. Fifty five points, nine rebounds, nine assists. Uh, 10 to 12 from the free throw line. Fantastic game. Uh, led the charge to a blowout win. I think he had the, the uh, league high of 40 PPR. Um, I mean, anytime you drop 50 points, I mean, that's kind of a no-brainer. I don't think there's ever been a situation where a player uh, dropped, you know, a huge amount of points and wasn't the player of the week. It would have to be some type of extraordinary game like a quadruple double or, you know, a pretty strong triple double for you to, um, you know, overtake that. Uh, but well deserved uh, for Rashawn Thompson. Yeah, I mean he was amazing. Uh, I think he probably didn't realize how close he was to like the league record. Uh, after which was set last season for the summer when um with sixty. Yeah, he needed um, five points just to tie it. Um, yeah, yeah, he, he got kind of close to it. Uh, but I will say this: he didn't get that sixty with nine points, nine rebounds, and nine assists though. I think Rashawn getting his 55 with nine assists. I think the last performance, I think Jalen Allen got like a 56-point. He might have got the 50-point triple-double. That sounds right. That time. That thing was Jalen, maybe. But that was at Champions uh, location. But, yeah, so Rashawn was really in uh, uncharted territory uh, here in Cyprus with uh, the numbers that he put up. So, which may be a long season for the rest of the league. He definitely put the league on notice. People weren't paying attention. I hope they are now. Uh, boot game's going to be a problem, and Rashawn's going to be right at the head of that. So, off the game, congratulations to him, and it was well-deserved. Yeah, I think Darius Green had 60 points and 10, 10 rebounds, though. 
Uh, so he did have a double. Yeah, he did. He was a double-double. Yeah, but... double-double. Not, not flirting with a triple-double, though. I don't, at least I don't think. Yeah. I have to go back and look. I'm no. not sure. Yeah, I he, he had anything close to uh, 10 assists. So, yeah. I mean, but it was rep- uh, impressive regardless. Okay. All right, so shout-out to Rashawn Thompson. Uh, back to, he said he's back to his college way. He's looking good out there. All right, let's move on to our next topic. All right, time for our power rankings and predictions. We got week two. Um, I'm going to start at the bottom. Obviously, brand new is going to be number five. Uh, when you get beat that bad, there's really no room for, you know, debate there. That that was uh, a stinker there. Uh, I got the Bullets actually at number four. Um, I think the Bullets, you know, have room for growth. Uh, but, you know, their, their challenge for them is going to be their size. Uh, they're going to play, they're playing a lot of small ball and they're really, really missing Reed. Um, I don't know if he's going to be coming back, uh, but it would be nice uh, to have him. Um, free, I'm going to put free at number three, even with the loss, I still think, you know, uh, it was an impressive, impressive showing for them. And I think, um, I think they're on to something. Uh, they just got to put it all together. I know squad one was a very, very formidable appointment. I think, um, I think Free's going to score a lot of points this season. Uh, I got Booganga number two. Speaking of scoring a lot of points, uh, league leaders, 117 points, thanks to us. Um, <laughs> 117 points. I don't know how long they're going to keep that average up, but I know Rashawn is going to try his best. <laughs> He's going to do his damnedest. <laughs> uh, squad one, I got them number one. I think they're the team to beat right now. Um, they look the most impressive, and they look like they're coming back uh, for their throne after coming up short. Um to a uh, team chosen that season, so I, I, I like I like squad one as number one in the power rankings for this week. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to uh, differentiate from that too much. Uh, I definitely have a brand new, uh, brand new situation, brand new rankings, brand new at the bottom <laughs> for uh, <laughs> to start the season off. Uh, but with growth. Uh, I think they can sneak up and, and beat somebody. I don't see them as teams going to go over anything. So uh, I, I think we'll see. In due time, we'll see what ends up eventually happening with that squad. Uh, number four, like I said, the Bullets. Uh, if they're going to play small ball, they have to be efficient. So that's uh, a wait and see. Uh, Larry had a great game this past week. Uh, Johnny would be better, and uh, BJ would be better. So. Uh, those two, I think those two play a better game. And look, uh, Sweat's going for a thousand rebounds. I don't know if he'll get it this season, but he would have to in order for them because he's going to be the one semi big they have. Uh, and so in order for them to probably get what they want, he's going to have to score those points on the inside. He's going to have to rebound. So let's wait and see. So he really should be shooting for that thousand rebound. Uh, mark for this season because he gets to a thousand rebounds uh, this all season. I mean, this season they mean that he rebounds throughout the season, so uh, it's going to be huge that he rebounds and scores on the inside and is efficient. Uh, number three, yeah, I'm gonna still go with free there. Uh, wait and see, they could either be number one or number two over the next couple of weeks. Uh, that's how good I think they could possibly be uh, with the current squad they have. Uh, and they're going to be a problem because I expect Andrew to play better than what he did last week. Um, so uh, wait and see with that one. But I definitely expect him to be right there in that top two uh, going forward. Uh, number two, um, 
Can I try to be cute here with my pick? Should I be cute here with my pick? Uh, Don't do it, No, I'm not going to be cute with my pick. Uh, <laughs> uh, Boot Gang, uh, I think they had the the best win in the sense of what they did to their opponent. Um, but I think squad one had the most impressive win against a better team. Uh, so Bukane number two. I don't know if Bukane's ever been the one in the rankings. Has Bukane ever been the one in the rankings? No. Uh, they'll be shooting for it this week. Uh, another impressive week like they had last week. They may very well be the number one team. But this week, uh, I'm not going to reward them uh, quite yet with that. Uh, they have number two at stake. Uh, they're going to stay there uh, this week. Uh, but like I said, they're going to win this week. Hey, I think they probably will be the number one, uh, being that number one spot. Uh, number one spot does go to squad one former champion. Uh, disappointing loss in the playoffs to cho- the team chosen a couple seasons ago. Uh, and so they want some get back. They got some get back. Uh, and I think they feel very strongly about it. Uh, Arkansas didn't have a very efficient game uh, this past week. Uh, so I expect him to play better than what he did. And we'll see what going forward. But by the skin of their, their, their teeth, um, we're, we're going to give squad one the number one spot for this week. Yeah. And um, side note, shout out to Sweat. Sweat needs to average 15 points a game. Even if he was to get eliminated in the first round, he would score 2,000 points. Mm. 2,000, 1,000. Numbers are getting there for Sweat. In the same season. Yes, sir. Um, also, shout out to myself. Um, I need, of course. I need, yeah, <laughs> I think I need 63 points for 2,000, 1,000, 1,000. Ooh, not bad. Yeah, I need not bad. Chris Jess getting there, and and that's very doable. Um, you know, I definitely helped myself with that first game with twenty points, but um, you know, we'll see. Now, uh, let's go to our previews, uh, for week number two. Um, free first the bullets. That's gonna be a very very close contest. I think uh free, is just a little bit more talented right now. Um, and I think they're going to punish them um, on the inside. So I, I got free winning that game. Um, I'm going to say 95-87. Mm. Uh, yeah, too much girth, too much body, uh, too physical. Now, don't get me wrong. If the Bullets are efficient, I feel like if the Bullets score 100, they'll win. Yeah. Bullets score 100, they'll win. But I think we say out there, I think they'll be very, very difficult. So I'm going to go free 91-88 in the close one. Mm, 91-88. All right. Um, squad one uh, versus Boot Gang. This is, for the oh, yeah. num- this is for the number one seat. For the number one spot. For the number one spot. Um, I believe... Rashawn can't be 18 of 38 if they want to win. I think he has to be somewhere closer to, like you said, 18 of 30. Um, He's going to shoot the ball. We know that. He's going to shoot the ball. Uh, Do we know if DeVere is going to be there? To my understanding, yes. Okay, so I don't think he'll need to shoot the ball 30 times. Um, With DeVere there, if he's making his shot, if DeVere is making his shot, and... If Mudge is making this shot, I think uh, Boot Gang definitely has a good chance. They just have to play smart basketball. 
Um, the thing, the thing that hurt uh, Boo Gang in the playoffs was that you know they got ahead, they got a big lead on Kings of the North, but they got away from playing smart basketball. They didn't, they didn't work the clock, and they end up hurting them. So I think um, if they do get a lead on Squad One, they have to be patient. They got to continue to play their game and be methodical. Uh, but I don't think that's going to happen this week. I think uh, Squad One is just going to be a little bit more talented. Now, if you tell me Javon's not coming, I'll pick Boogane to win the game. But um, I'm not sure that he's not going to be there. So I'm going to I'm going to assume he's going to be there, and I'll say Squad One wins, um, ninety three to eighty seven. Mm. Yeah. This thing, same thing, like I said the last time, if Boot Gang scores 100, I think they win. But with the talent and ability on the floor, I'm not sure they'll be able to do that again. And again, they're playing for that number one spot, so I think they are motivated to go out there and have a good game. Uh, with all that being said, I'm going to go squad one, 8580, 8580 squad one. All right. Should be some interesting basketball. Um, we'll see how it turns out, and we'll see uh, what those what that winning percentage looks like uh, to start the season um, as far as our picks go, because I don't, I don't have not been keeping track of it no more. I'm pretty sure you're winning. <laughs> uh yeah of course uh, only because i picked my own team like an idiot but you know whatever all right let's move on to our final topic of the night we have uh, in the news all right time for our final topic of the night uh in the news now we've you know we've had our betting segment we've had our buyer sell um we have our in the news uh, we got we have we have quite a few things uh, that we're that that we have uh, in the flow of this great podcast, but we're gonna go back to in the news of Odie Goody because we got a lot, we've had a lot that we've let go by that we didn't talk about. We could talk about NBA, we could talk about college football, but most importantly, right now, uh, the mecca in sports right now is in fact baseball because it is the World Series, the best time for the sport. And we have the Houston Astros yet again in the World Series uh, versus the Phillies. I'm going to be honest with you. If it was any other team, I wouldn't give a damn and we wouldn't be talking about it. But it is the Houston Astros and we got ourselves a great series. The series is tied up one to one. Tonight's game was actually postponed because of inclement weather. So unfortunately, we don't get to see uh, you know, another great matchup uh, for game three it just has to uh, be put on hold. But I think that's a good thing for the Astros because I thought the way we ended game two was kind of sloppy and I was kind of pissed yeah. off about it. But uh, I think it gives us a chance to regain our focus because I kind of feel like the Phillies had a little momentum in a loss, if that makes sense. Uh, but with that, that anxiousness, uh, you know, when it's when it's game time, it's like, all right, we here, we ready. You know, the juices are flowing. But once they found out that the game is going to be delayed, I think that's going to mess with them mentally. And I think that's going to help us uh, refocus um, and put, uh, you know, a really, really, really uh, hot team on ice for right now. Um, yeah. I think, uh, you know, Dusty, I'm not going to lie to you, Dusty Baker's been pissing me off. 
He has because I feel like, you know, he's being stubborn as far as his uh, pitching rotations. Um, I think Altuve doesn't need to lead off anymore. I think he should be kind of at the bottom of the order. I would be cool with Pena leading off. That's just me. Um, but, I mean, Justin Verland has been god-awful. I mean, let's just call it what it is. He's been inconsistent. <laughs> he's been super inconsistent. Uh, he, he's been this way for his entire career as far as World Series go. And here we are again. He, he, he choked game one. They spotted him five runs, and you lost the game. I don't care what anybody says. He lost the game. Don't give me nothing about relief pitching giving up one run late. He gave up five runs. You can't have a five-run lead in the World Series at home and blow that if you're supposed to be the best pitcher in baseball. Don't give me Tommy Johns. Don't give me none of that crap that you've been through. You have had the best season. You're gonna. You're a shoe-in for Cy Young. You're at home, game one of the World Series, and your team comes out blazing, and you blow the game yet again. Because this is what he does. He tried to blow game one against the Mariners. And then he, yeah. he did the, he did the same thing with the Dodgers. He did the same thing with the uh with the uh with the Nationals. He didn't get a chance to do it um uh, against the Braves because he was hurt. But right. this dude has done this before. I've seen this movie too many times. Dusty, you gotta let it go. He needs to be a relief pitcher. He does not need to start. Can you imagine? <laughs> can you no, I'm I'm being serious. I'm not I'm not joking. Can you imagine if we were Let's say that let's say, you know, we lose a game in Philly and we win two and we're up three two and we come back to Houston and we need him to start game six and he blows and he blows that game. Then it's game seven. I don't I don't trust us in a game seven. I don't like I don't trust us in a game seven. We need to put these guys away in five or six. We need to win every game or just only lose one. If it goes to game seven, I don't like it. I don't like our chances. I don't. I don't like our chances at home in a game seven. Um, we we lost to the to the Nationals in Game Seven at home. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, no home team won a game that series. Yeah, it was the weirdest series I ever watched in my life. Uh, I literally saw the Astros beat the Nationals three times in Washington and have two home games and lost both home games. It's just the weirdest thing ever. Um, I, I this look this the optimistic part that I have about the series being one and one, even though I don't like it being one and one. Uh the ultimate part is I feel like the Astros have dominated the series in the sense of at dating innings, the Astros have probably been the better team sixteen of the eighteen innings. Yeah. Um that's the very optimistic part about it. Uh the scary part about it is I've seen the story played like this a couple times now. Uh, last year against the Braves, a uh, team that you actually had um, picked, actually. The um, Astros went in as the overwhelming favorite yep. and came and were 1-1 one one after two games and ended up, fighting, ended up losing that series. Uh, in five games, if I'm not mistaken. Was it five or six? It was six games. But this is this the thing, Sean. I always pick the right team in the National League. I picked the, uh, I picked the Phillies this year. Yeah, I picked them this year. It was just sad because like they barely made the the, the playoffs. Yeah, and, and uh, the reason why I picked these teams is because I feel like that's our best chance of winning in the World Series. Yeah. Like that, <laughs> like honestly, the American League. I'm not scared of nobody over there. It's just the yeah. National League. I'm just like I don't know because we don't play them a lot. 
we don't play them, and then what ends up happening is what's been happening to the Astros is that they run into just hot teams. Yeah. Um, the Phillies aren't a better team. Uh, they're just mm-hmm. not. Like, even tomorrow, though, the game that they postponed today, it's going to be a bullpen game. So the Astros have a stud going out there in Lance McCullers, and they're playing against the Phillies bullpen. It's going to be like they probably have four pitchers tomorrow. Yep. Uh, so I just feel like that's a game the Astros have to win. Because the game three and game four is going to be a bullpen game before they play against another starter. It don't need to be no close game either. We need to, dog, Sean, we need to blow them out. Like, seriously, because, and you, you know what's the most annoying thing? And I've said this uh, throughout the week. I'm so sick of hearing this narrative. Oh, man, it's just good luck winning in Philly. Those fans are tough. Hey, yeah. I'm sorry. Are the fans playing? Right. The fans are not playing. Like, who cares about the fans? They're not playing the game. Like stop yeah. it! Now, stop saying that. Like, like, like they, they, like they're gonna, you know, have an impact on the score. They're not. And, and, and let me get to the the, the Berlander point. Uh, so I think he's had eight or nine World Series starts, which is unbelievable, by the way. Like that's a lot of starts in the World Series. It is. Uh, and for him to be only six, uh, <laughs> I think it's in his head now. Um, now, granted, I will give him this. He's somebody said something earlier too. Uh, he ended the season. He remember he heard his uh, was that calf injury? Uh, yeah, so he had a calf injury at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Now, I would use that excuse if he wasn't so dominant in game two or game three against the Yankees. Yeah, so he had the rough start against the Yankees. Like, I think he had the bad one inning, first inning. Then after that, he like had like 12 strikeouts. Yeah, like, struck out 12 people. Like, so if he didn't look so dominant in that game, I would definitely use that as an excuse. Like, okay, well, he hasn't looked well since he came back from the calf injury. Uh, but for him to kind of struggle in the Mariners game, but it had the dominant game against the Yankees. Um, and for him to kind of be honest with you, he had a dominant first three innings against the Phillies. And then when he got the five-run lead, it's like, I don't know what happened. He just completely just just fell apart um and get any four and five uh a lot of people saying dusty might should have pulled him after any four but i kind of understand why he rolled with him he got five run lead even though he gave up three it's like okay it's just still Justin Verlander. he'll settle down because he did against the yankees he settled down and then destroyed him uh and you know he had another little rough inning right after that so the problem i had with dusty was uh and so Verlander got played better because yeah he's probably the game six starter so if we get to game six, yeah, uh, Verlander probably he's playing. And now with this extra day, you know, I might throw him out there game five in Philly. Who knows? But now, yeah, Dusty already named Dusty already named the starters. He said it's going to be McCullers for game uh, game three. Uh, game Javier for four. Get Javier for four. Man, if they up three one, you got to go with Valdez. Oh, Framber first. Yeah, I'll go with Valdez. I mean, they might go with Luis Garcia since Luis Garcia. Man, no. Did you see him the last time? He lost us the game, game five. I mean, game one. Yeah. Well, and that's where I was going to get to Dusty. So, you have Ryan Stanek over there. Yes. Luis Garcia is really a a starter. Now, don't get me wrong. Luis Garcia came in in the the 18-inning thriller and pitched 16-inning towards. Like, I think he pitched the the 13th through the 18th. He killed. And he was killing. But he's not a real reliever. So you come bring him in in the 10th, 
like y'all about to pitch, he's about to pitch six innings, like y'all going 15 innings or something. I didn't understand. And you got Ryan Stanek, who's basically been like that all season. Yep. He really hadn't pitched that much in the postseason because we've been beat teams. Uh, so we really haven't had to use him. And so he's been trying to stick to, what is it, Abreu, Nero, and then uh, uh, the Mon- closer. Uh, Montero, uh, Presley. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Montero, Abreu, Nerez, and then, and then he'll go to the... Uh, I like I like Nerek, too. Yeah. But I'm like, Stanek's been amazing all season. He's basically unhittable. And he's yeah. an actual reliever. So I'm like, at that moment... Go let Stanley go probably the tenth and the eleventh, and then yeah, if we go longer than that, yeah, then probably go ahead and put him in there and get ready to go a long time. But Stanley's been amazing, and not only Stanley's been amazing, Stanley used to be getting guys out in like ten pitches. Yep, like he used to got a lot of pitches. So at that moment, I'm like, why not go with Stanley right there? You know what I'm saying? And then worry about putting Luis Garcia in later on. Save that arm because you just never know. Montero been uh, sticking it up though, though. Why does he keep going to him? Yeah, I mean, well, he hasn't given up runs. He's been, he hasn't looked, but he hasn't been having clean innings either. That's my thing with him. That might be, that might be where standing needs to come in. Right. You know what I'm saying? But he's got real comfortable with the all. Uh, it's weird. Like somebody put up a post the other day that there are no black players in the uh, in the World Series, and if I'm not mistaken, Nerez, Abreu, Montero. And Jordan all look pretty black to me. They do. <laughs> they do. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. Montero for but sure guess, look black. <laughs> but, but I guess they were trying to say that there are no black Americans yeah. uh, in, in the World Series, which is, which would be true. Uh, there are no black Americans. Man, all them dudes got dreads and braids, man. I'm just saying, dog. <laughs> yeah, Trevor, too. Those are all the black people. I don't care. Nobody, those are black dudes. They just speak Spanish. Like, <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> but besides the point, uh, yeah. So I, I, if I had Dusty, if he ups, uh, upset me, it was that's what he upset with me. It was just a he'd done a great job with the pitching rotation. I think that's the first kind of fumble he had the pitching rotation. But you know, it's easy to say that now that they lost. If they won, it probably no big deal. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that that's the kind of disappointing part. But uh, you know, Altuve got three hits last game, so maybe that's him. Turning it around. We'll I need see. him to hit a solo home run. The Astros are the better team. They should win this series. They definitely need to win Game Three, though. Yeah, Game Three is is we got to put the pressure back on them. And I think if we win Game Three, they're gonna they're gonna start getting a little you know unsure of themselves. And I think we close them out after that. But if they you let the Phillies win Game Three, we're in trouble. I think we're in yeah. trouble. It, the, you know the opposite happens. So whoever wins Game Three probably wins the World Series. Um, let's go on to music. So we got uh. Your guy. My guy, Craig David, uh, and, 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 and Young <laughs> Jeezy Review. Fan. I'm probably his only fan. Uh, let me start with Craig David. Now, I was very, very impressed. And, and he's disappointed me. You know, outside that first album, Craig David has been much of a disappointment. He has. Uh, but I'll say this. I was pleasantly surprised with this album, 22. I was because let me tell you what I think he did. I think he took the the Drake model from the house music and he mm-hmm. he did a kind of a mixture of all of them. So he did his classic he mixed in his classic R&B. Um and he did a lot of house music. 
like the first, I think the first eight tracks sounded like a bunch of house music. And I was just like, oh, okay, I see where he's going with this. Then he kind of mixed it in. So he did a little bit of everything. You had your classic, you had your upbeat, and then you had your house music. Um, it was a solid album. I'll give him, I'll give him a seven and a half just because um, this has been his best work, I think. Now, it's not his best, he doesn't have a best song on there. But like album, this is by far his best work. This is not even close because I like his other albums were terrible. Like they were, he would only have like he would only have like one or two good songs on there. But them songs were like fire. You know what I'm saying? And I could listen to them songs all the time. But this one, I can listen to the album, and I was I was thoroughly impressed. I think he took his time on this. I can see why he made uh, me wait so long, and everyone else, all the other Craig David fans, wait. Because he was really trying. He really, really tried, and I was impressed. I really, I really, really, I would actually give it an eight. I won't even say seven and a half. I'll give it an eight. This is this is his best album, uh, for sure. So when the album dropped, I think it was a month ago. Yeah. Uh, September dropped, 30th. Mm-hmm. And I remember looking and being like, you know what? I haven't listened to Craig David since like 2000. But Kev's been pushing this Craig David album for almost a year now. So I actually went and gave it a listen. So I would definitely say, I'll give you this, kid. You made me listen to a Craig David album. I think I listened to the last five songs. Uh, I got the first 12. Yeah. And I would definitely tell you, surprisingly, the first three songs are bangers. I actually... Yeah. I, I really enjoy the first three. Uh, and and it's, it's, it's a vibe. It's a vibe. Yeah. Um, it's not something I would say I'm going to listen to often or, or even more than once i might i might watch this too a few more times i've listened to the album i've listened to the album four times that's it that's all i've done <laughs> that's not bad i mean you know some albums you can listen to all the time yeah and to, to your to your credit kev i will give say the album especially for a guy who i think is a forgotten man especially uh in America, pop scene, in the American pop scene. Uh, I can't speak for what overseas, what he's doing over there in uh, England. Mm-hmm. You know, he might still be a name, a formidable name over there. But uh, in the American pop scene, uh, nobody's worried about Craig, Craig David. <laughs> Kevin. Uh, so for Kevin to be the only fan over here uh, across the water uh, in the western part of the world, uh, I think it's a very solid showing for Craig David. Uh, and if anybody was going to give it a chance, he may be able to get some new fans uh, from this very solid offering days to the. Uh, I, I definitely say. Cause I just remember thinking like, okay, I'm about to get it. I'm gonna get through the first song. It's gonna be terrible. I'm not gonna <laughs> listen to the rest of the album. But for Kev's sake, I'm gonna get through the first song. I got through the first song. I was like, you know what? That wasn't bad. Yeah. Got through song two. I'm like, hey. It's not bad. Got through song three. I was like, this is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, got through song four. I think I was like, okay, I slowed down a little bit. And, and, you know, but it, it stayed pretty even yeah. throughout the rest of the way. And I'm just like, you know what? Just to get, because that's what happens a lot of time. If I get through first, first song, definitely. But I get through first three, I'm like, you know what? This is, this is probably going to be solid. You yep. know? So, to your credit kid, I gave I gave you uh, for you I give it an A just for your sake because it's like you know I I, I, I definitely thought it was gonna be an F overall <laughs> I give it a B minus though I give it a solid B minus yeah so, uh, so good show for Craig David I must say twenty years later yeah finally I mean <laughs> we've been, I mean this is what I've been waiting on I mean like 
I'm like, bro, you put you you can put together a single, but what about an album? Like he actually yeah. put together a decent album, so I give him credit. Now, Jeezy and DJ Drama uh Snowfall. You know what? I, I was gonna be very critical of this album until I noticed um that it says and DJ Drama because I didn't know that. I just I just heard that D, uh Jeezy dropped an album and I was like, man, it sounds like a mixtape. But then yeah. I see DJ Drama and I was like, oh, okay. Okay, that's why it sounds like that. Um I don't like I don't like mixtapes. I really don't. Um I'm not a fan of mixtapes. They all sound the same and I think um you know, it's just I don't know what it is about uh Jeezy and mixtape. I just can't I can't get around on it. And uh Gangsta Grizzlies was probably the only one that I really liked uh back in like, you know, um like 2007, 2006, 2008. But um yeah, I I don't I didn't like the album. I really didn't care for it. Um, and I'm probably not gonna listen to it again. See, I, so this is how I feel about it. This sounds like this takes me back. And see, you know, I, I want to, you know, kind of give up my age. This takes me back to this. Like this album was nostalgic for me in this way. It sounds like I was a I was an original Trapper Die DJ Drama. Jeezy mixtape fan from mm-hmm. 2005 before uh, the first Jeezy album came out and Trapper Die came out. Yeah. And this kind of gives me that feel, which I think Jeezy's so adult now and so grown that I didn't think he could give me that feel anymore. This does kind of give me that Trapper Die feel, not necessarily with, with the with the, with the the cocaine dope rhymes, just the, the feel, the sound of the album. Uh, it it, it kind of has that nostalgic feel to where I'm like, try working out to it, kid. I think you worked out to it. I did. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's the only way I'm gonna get. That's the only way I'm gonna. That's the only. That's the only way I'm gonna get through an album. I don't. I don't listen yeah. to albums in my car anymore. I listen to podcasts in my car. Like the only yeah. time I listen to albums is when I work out because I can zone out and really appreciate it. But yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't rock with it. I'm just. I'm not. A, I'm not a mixtape guy. I don't like mixtapes. So yeah. I, I, I'm never gonna. I'm never gonna be keen to that. It's nothing. It doesn't appeal to me. So yeah. I did hear yeah, a couple songs that I like. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. With drama screaming over track. Yeah. That's yeah. that's that's annoying. So I, I did. I did. There was a, a few tracks that I did like on it. Um, I can't exactly think what it was. I think it was the last one I heard before. Uh, um, before my thing was over. Um. It might have been, oh, what's that song with the old school beat? Was it co- was it Colors? Oh yeah, Colors does that old school. Yeah, 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 yeah that yeah. one. I did like that. It was I, well. I'm not sure exactly which one. I'd, I'd have to uh, I'd have to text you right off the air. I don't remember what song it was. They had that old school beat, um, and it had that uh, was it American Dream or something like one of those. It was it was one of those. It had like that beat oh, in the background. It might be a Scarface uh, joint. Scarface joint. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's called Scar. I think it's called Scarface. But that's what I think it's about. That has that like um, I don't know. I can't really think of it. Uh, it's, it's some kind of beat like uh, where it's like motivational beat. I have to. You, you, I, I'll hit you out off air. Um, what what it was called? But I, there was one. That's the one that I did like. That was the only song that I liked on the album. Everything else, I was just like, "Man, when is my run over? I'm done with this." Like, I, I just, I really just, <laughs> I really didn't, I couldn't get with it. 
Okay, so before we move on to movies, um, uh, I do want y'all to check out uh, "Soul Soul" separately by Freddie Gibbs. I I'm two song I'm two songs in right now. I like it so far. I'm a I'm a Freddie Gibbs uh, fan. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna finish listening to that album on my uh, my next run. I can't run right now, dealing with a uh, deal with a hip injury. Hopefully, uh, I'll be ready by Wednesday. Um, I'm trying to nurse I'm it right now. I'm glad you listen to the Freddie Gibbs album, but I don't like the GZ album. But. Well, I'm only two songs in, so I don't I don't I don't I don't know yet. I don't know I don't know what I'm dealing with yet. So, um, but I did like the first two songs so far. Now, uh, TV movies, um, we got to give Halloween Ends a review. And I'm going to take the lead on this since you told me uh, that you that you didn't see it yet. I will say this. Um, I like the movie. I do like the movie. Um, I know Trav, you know, he, me and Trav had a back and forth about it. Um, but I really like thinking about it. Okay, let's say this is, in fact, the last Halloween, right? Which is a possibility there's also a possibility that they could they could spin it if you saw the movie you know what uh reference i'm talking about um i would have to say that the first remake with uh with uh with jamie lee curtis where he got burnt up in the house mm-hmm. <laughs> that one was the best of the three mm-hmm. then halloween kills I would say is last. I would definitely say Halloween Kills is last. Halloween Ends is probably the second best one. I still think the first one is, uh, in fact, the best one. Um, I think the thing that makes the Halloween movie so good, uh, the, the the three remakes that they've you know they've come back with, is that they're still using the original Michael Myers from from 1978. Um, he's old right now. Let's let's be clear. He's old. He's uh he's he's up there. I, I want to say he's like 80 years old right now. The fact that he can still get on the screen and uh, still be, you know, that guy, uh, it, it's thoroughly impressive. Now, I'm pretty sure he's using quite a few stunt doubles, uh, but that he has that. I, I can't really, I can't really put my put the right words to it, but he has that niche. He has the that subtleness uh, that only the original can do. If you watch the ones after him, um, because I, I don't even, I don't even know if number, I know number four is not him. I don't know for sure if number two was him, but I know for a fact number one was him uh, and all three of these remakes was him. But only he gives you that real, true, original uh, Michael Myers feel. That's the thing that said that's why that's why I just feel it more than the other ones. The other ones are kind of just like, okay, you know, what I mean, but um, I liked it. I thought it was a different look. Took a while to get going in the movie. Um, it almost didn't feel like a Halloween movie because <laughs> it took so took so long to, to you know finally get going. But um, I think once the movie took off, it really, really took off, and it was just like I could not stop watching. Like I was really like literally on the edge of my seat. So uh, I was impressed with the script, but um, I was still ranking second. I was still ranking second. I still think the first one uh, was still just slightly better. Um, I did like the angle that they were going with with this one. You would have to, and again, Sean, you have to watch it to understand. But um, there was a theme to this movie. There definitely was a theme, and they stuck to it. And um, if this is, in fact, the end, it was a great run. 
that's all I got to say about it. It was a great run. And, and uh, thank you, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, for 40 years, 40 plus years of uh, of this great uh, trilogy. I wouldn't call it a trilogy. What is this, a series? My goodness, there's so many of them. Yeah. It's not a trilogy. Yeah. It would be a trilogy uh, as of recent. But Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to say this much. Because I'm aware, I, I have plans on watching it tonight, actually. Uh, we'll see if I can stay up, you know. I'm going to watch old man. <laughs> <laughs> he's old, man. I'm telling you, he's an old man. Yeah. But, uh, no, nah, I'm, I'm going to try to watch it tonight. But if it's anything like I've been hearing, it's going to be very interesting to see how, how I feel about some of the things that happen in the movie. So, uh, I look. Can it really end? Michael Myers has been shot up, burnt up, blown up. He's had the works. If it's his time to go, it should be his time to go a long time ago. <laughs> but right. He's hung in there all these years. So we'll see. I, I, I'm going to watch it, see how it ends, and I'll kind of have a take on it next week on if I really think this is it. Um, but we shall see, though. Uh, but, but shout out to, like you say, German Jamie Lee Curtis for hanging in there, running from the psycho for 40 years now. So. Right. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm definitely planning on catching it tonight, though. Yeah. Yeah. In, in, enjoy, man. It's 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 quite a sight. It's quite a sight to see. Um, my wife did recommend uh, another show uh, for for all those listeners out there. Uh, it's called From Scratch. I don't know if you've heard of it. Um, I forget her name. Uh, Zoe. What's her name? Zoe... Uh, Sandela, how you say her name? Oh, Ada, yeah, I can't say it either. Right, you know I, what I'm like, talking about. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Like talking about. she's um, she's starring in it. Um, I can't remember exactly what she said it was about, but um, she said it was a tearjerker. That's uh, that's what stood out to me. That conversation. What, what's the show called again? Uh, from scratch. From scratch. Yeah, she said it was a tear. It was a tearjerker. So, uh, for all those who uh, get real emotional. Uh, watching shows that make you cry. Uh, good luck. Good luck. Uh, <laughs> try not to, to to cry in this one. But um, are you talking about Zoe Saldana? Talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I was thinking. That. Okay, so I'm gonna have to look that up. So Netflix. I believe it's. I don't know what she said. Is either Netflix or Hulu? It's one of those. Okay. But uh, she definitely said it was is a good show. So I might uh, I might give it a shot. Um, uh, probably this weekend. But I'm almost done watching uh, Reasonable Doubt. I got one more, uh, one more episode to go on that one, and then I'll be all caught up. But uh, you know, fantastic, uh, fantastic series so far, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. But yeah, I'm, I'm gonna check that one out too, though. Okay, that was from scratch. Yeah, I, you know, I don't mind crying here and there. <laughs> <laughs> I might, might go ahead and check it out. See what's, see what's up with it. Uh, I, I'm always looking for new shows, man. I don't have a lot of downtime when I do these things keep me from spending money. So I always look for shows. Exactly. Uh, and I, I was, uh, this past week, um, was it the past? It might've been two weeks ago. I actually saw three movies in one day and it was like the greatest feeling ever. I hadn't, I hadn't sat down to watch the movie because work just really, really consumes me. But I watched, um, the devil you knew. Um, I watched, which is a great movie with Omar Epps. Um, I watched um, I watched Halloween Ends that came out that night, and uh, and uh, and Beast, 
with the uh, with Idris Elba. Oh yeah, Idris Elba. Yeah, I need to check that one out too. Yeah. So and that's on that's on Peacock. So Halloween ends, and uh, and Beast is both on Peacock. And I don't. The devil you knew. I want to say that was on Stars, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. I think it was on Stars, but yeah, all three of those movies were great. And I was uh, I was like, man. I wanted to watch another movie because you know once you once you get rolling and you get three good movies in one day, you just like man, I can't miss today. But yeah, because once you, all it takes is one movie to, ru- to, to ruin. It's like ah, oh, see, I knew it. <laughs> it's like uh, this movie sucked. This movie sucked. I hate it. So that that you know it just takes that one dog. But I actually enjoyed all three of those movies. So uh, anybody looking for a movie to watch that if they haven't seen those three that I've uh, I've listed, definitely check them out. The devil you knew you would not be disappointed in that movie. That movie was fantastic. Uh with with, with Omar Epps. I can't think of the other guy's name. Um, but it was crazy. Like crazy, crazy. Think I, so have you seen that movie, Sean? No, no, no. So I I I'm I don't want to give too much away, but I want you to think about uh, a home invasion gone wrong. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> so check that movie no, out, man. Check out. Check that one out. Check you can check that one out before you check Halloween ends. Like that's how good that movie was. So, yeah, check that one out, dog. But uh, but yeah, episode one seventy six in the books. I know we went kind of long on in the news. Uh, you know how it go, y'all. We we, we got we got a lot to talk about. We we haven't been in, on the scene in a minute. Uh, episode one seventy seven coming next week. Uh, looking forward to some great basketball. Uh, this this Wednesday, hopefully, uh, brand new. My team gets it together. Can't have another showing like that. That was pretty, pretty sad. Uh, Live via cell phone. I'm Johnny Gill with Sean Ellis. We're out.